So we realized, Diana and I realized, that there is less time today than normal. So in being invited to come, I usually come with three points, three points. Today, I came with eight points. <laughs> so, that's scary, people. That is really... And he still let me in. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about servant leaders today. Servant leaders. Paul, the apostle, was an excellent servant leader. He displayed his servanthood through his personal life and his public life in ministry. I will not try to cover probably all eight points this morning, so that means you'll just have to invite me back for another day. Yeah, thank you very much. But we're going to give our attention to 1 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 12, which is a synopsis of Paul on his second missionary journey. It focuses on his time while in Corinth, and there he learned problems that existed within Thessalonica. So Thessalonica is not too far from Corinth for those of you who've been to that part of the world. With a strong prompting that came from the Holy Spirit, Paul wanted to protect the Corinthian church. So today we're going to learn a number of lessons. I won't say eight. <laughs> we'll just learn a number of lessons on servant leadership, which is very evident in your pastoral team. And I honor your pastoral team today. I thank you that you are servant leaders and want to display love from Diane and me to you, recognition from Wisconsin Northern Michigan Ministry Network of the Assemblies of God, to you, where we have about 700 credential holders. And this year, this year, through... COVID-19 and political divide in America and struggles of all kinds of source with tensions among us in belief structure and what we do believe and what we don't. We have more new credential holders this year than I think any time in our history. Yeah. 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 All right. So I'm going to give attention to 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 6. You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know, but with the help of our God, we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We're not trying to please people, but God, who tests our hearts. 
You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God's our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, nor from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. The Christians in Thessalonica knew Paul very well. He lived among them. He worked hard on their behalf. As a result, he developed caring relationships. And in this passage of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2, we have the strong assertion where Paul just kept saying, as you know, you know, you know, surely you know, and you're witnesses of. He asserted that you're aware that we were committed to you for the preaching of the gospel message. Dear folks at Port Washington, do you know that your pastors are committed to you? Do you know that they love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength? Are you aware that they have laid their lives down to fulfill the call of of God on their life to serve you as the people of God in this area of Wisconsin? Are you aware that God has sent them here to serve you with all diligence and be faithful servants of Jesus Christ? And what they do, they do as unto the Lord. They do on your behalf. They are accountable to him. They are not people pleasers. They are pleasers of God. And they are your servants. Did you know that? Absolutely. 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 And I know it as well. So these Christians received the teachings of the Lord. They trusted Paul in his motives. They witnessed his personal sacrifice on their behalf. Paul was their pastor, not just their apostle. So when he discovered their needs, they believed him to be God's person whose public life and private life match. Paul was a man of integrity who lived an honest life that was authentic inside out in the pulpit, out of the pulpit, behind the scenes, publicly. He was faithful before the Lord. Now, let's give some background to Paul. Before coming to Thessalonica, he was imprisoned in Philippi. When he arrived, he bore the marks from his beating on his body. Even so, he spoke the gospel in Thessalonica with boldness. And from this background, I will share a number of lessons, not eight, a number of lessons today of servant leadership. Ready? Somebody say yes. Thank you very much. I got a yes on the front row. All right. First, servant leaders can be trusted. First Thessalonians 2, 3. For the gospel... For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. The ministry of Paul among them was doctrinally sound. It was biblical. It was without error. His moral life was disciplined and accountable to God And people. He did not deceive. 
and used people for his own ends. He lived an honest life without lies, without manipulation, without conspiracies. He was a person of integrity. So, dear folks, your leaders are people that I trust. I got one amen. All right, let's, let's do this again. Your leaders <laughs> are people that I trust. And therefore, they're people that I believe that you trust. Yes? For which we give thanks unto the Lord. So servant leaders, first of all, are people of integrity. Second, know, knowing that I'm not doing eight points of the message today. Just, just I'm picking and choosing the ones that I want. All right? Servant leaders, please God. First Thessalonians 2, 4. On the contrary... We speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We're not trying to please people but God who tests our hearts. Some people say what others want to hear, even though they know it's wrong. Some people want to be popular with everybody and accept relationships at any level, even though they should not accept them. This is called people-pleasing. Some people withhold needed information because they do not want to be offensive. This is called people-pleasing. The gospel is not always the message that everybody wants to hear. But we are here to share the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And whether people want to hear or not, they need to hear the gospel message of Jesus. The gospel message of Jesus is the power of God unto salvation. And it is the answer to the needs of the people of this world. And it is the need of the hour, whether it is Ukraine, the U.S., or any other country. The gospel message. I have been on a journey personally to figure out what is the gospel. Particularly through the testing that has taken place around the world and most specifically in the United States in the last three years. What is the gospel? If it is the power of God unto salvation, then we should see the power of God in salvation. Dynamic transformation. People being changed from lost to found, to ain't to are, to ain't to are. That's really good English. Anyway, from empty to full, to being walking uh, no longer in their, their self-righteousness or their own humanity, but walking according to the truth of God that is revealed through Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and our Savior. So I've been on a journey to figure out the gospel. In the United States of America, 
in the last three years, 20% of all churches, of all denominations, have closed their doors forever. That should grieve us. It grieves me. 20% of all churches, of all denominations, have closed their doors forever in the United States of America. Hmm. Within Wisconsin Northern Michigan Ministry Network of the Assemblies of God, I am pleased to tell you we have more churches now than we did three years ago. But I still have the question, how well do we know the gospel? How well? For if its proclamation is the result of people being transformed, then it's time for people to be transformed. I do believe in the last three years, through political turmoil, through racial tensions, through COVID-19, through people dying prematurely, that the testing that has come our way has made the church of the Lord Jesus Christ a better church than it was three years ago. I would have to believe, I didn't ask your pastors this question, but I would have to believe that in this city there have been some folks that were here three years ago that aren't here now. Fair? which is true in every church within the Assemblies of God in Wisconsin, northern Michigan. There are some people that were with us that are not with us. And the reason that some people are not with us is because of an alternate belief as to what is most important, but what has bound us together as credential holders and a fellowship of believers is that we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That politics are not more important than the gospel. That personal belief is not more important than the gospel. That what I think in my head and my opinion is not more important than the gospel. That there is nothing more important than the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that we are sold out unto the gospel of our Savior and declare it wholeheartedly and boldly and know the power of God and the salvation to be at work in us and among us and through us for the transforming of our community. I may get excited, people. I'm, I may, I'm, I may, I may. I may. <laughs> I believe in the gospel. Amen. It works in Ukraine. It works in U.S. It works in every part of the world. It is the same message in every country, in every culture. It is not guided by humanity over truth. It is truth over humanity. And we need to know what we believe and preach Christ wholeheartedly, knowing the power of God unto salvation to be at work within our hearts and lives. So, coming back to your pastors. 
Thank you for being dedicated under the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for being a church that is dedicated under the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for being faithful to the call. Okay, one more point and then I'll stop. You know I have eight. (laughs) But I'm only going to give you one more. But I do have eight. Just. Just want to dangle that out there that there are eight points. (laughs) All right, third point. Servant leaders are generous. 1 Thessalonians 2.5. You know we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. Greed can take on many faces. Some people are greedy for power. Some for fame. Some for the expression of talent. Some for more possessions. Some for their bank account. Or bank accounts, plural. Some for importance. Some for getting their own way. Some because they have their own agenda. Greed comes from a heart that is not fulfilled in God through Jesus Christ. Ultimately, greed will hurt the person who pursues that lifestyle. Greed has an ability to devour those that are engaged within. Greed has the ability to destroy But in contrast, God raises up servant leaders who are generous. They seek to help others. They are happy over the success of someone else. They help others develop their talents and abilities. They hold possessions loosely. They're good managers of their money. They tithe and give offerings. They seek God's kingdom and his righteousness and let God add to them whatever he so chooses. Because their heart above everything else is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the reason why they get up In the morning, Jesus is the reason why they go through the day. Jesus is the reason they go to bed at night. Jesus is the center of their being. And as a result, they live a Jesus-like life, which is, you ready? Generous. Amen. Time, talent, and treasure. Your pastors are generous. Okay, I'm going to give my iPad to Diane now. All right. Do you know what it means when I give my iPad to Diane? Not much, not much.
Your pastors are generous folks. They love the Lord, Jesus Christ, with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I believe that. Just want you to know, I believe that. I know them well enough that I believe that. Serving God, serving you, serving this community, serving the world. Amen. Faithful to the call. Doing what God wants them to do. Many chapters, dear Suzanne. Many chapters. And you're, you're entering a new one. Many chapters. Love you. I'm not through. Many chapters. God knows them. He knows them. He knows us best. But we live for him who died for us. And follow his purpose and his plan. Every day. Is Jesus worth it? Amen. Is his church worth it? Yeah. And so we honor you all today. So, Evan, would you come, please? What does it mean when Evan comes to the front? The answer is nothing. <laughs> I'm not quite done. All right. <laughs> All right. Hang with me. All right. Oh, hang on with the video. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. I want to give us an opportunity for any, anyone in the room who realizes today is the day for you to surrender your heart and life to God through faith in Jesus Christ. This is the day. This is the day. It's your day to believe. It's your day to be changed. It's your day for life to be turned upside down. To no longer follow you, but Jesus Christ. And if you'd like to make that decision of faith, I want to give you an opportunity to do so. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And you say, John, please pray for me, for my life to be changed in the way you describe. I want to be a wholly devoted follower of Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. And if this is your desire right now, would you raise your hand and we will pray.
with you. Would you all pray this prayer now out loud after me? Jesus, I need you. You are the Son of God who loves me and gave your life on my behalf. I surrender to you, my heart and soul, and from this day forward make decision to walk with God. Forgive my sin. Transform me from the inside out and make me your person. Thank you for receiving me in love and hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, Evan, I'm going to give you the mic. And I think that means nothing, right? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, thank you so much, Pastor John. Uh, absolutely appreciate your message. Uh, so now it's uh, on to Pastor Appreciation. Can we roll the video now? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Bro, uh, making a pastor appreciation video. You're making a pastor? Oh, hey, Tommy Nelly, the skid guy's here, and it's that time, pastor appreciation. Why the bacon? Oh, the no, bacon? no, think about this. Yeah? Bacon's the best. There's nothing better than bacon, right? And so bacon reminds me that there's also nothing better than a great pastor, right? Right? I love that. Okay, well, no, no, it's more. Think about this, like pastors on Sunday morning, sometimes they'll tell a little funny story and they're really hamming it up, you know, hamming it up like bacon. <laughs> also, oh, yeah, the bacon bit. Think about this. They're always throwing out these little, like, spiritual bits, right? That just make life a little tastier, just make it a little more savory. Okay. Wow, yeah. you really thought this through. Totally, totally. Oh, and, 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 they go great with baked potatoes. Who, the pastors or the bacon bits? <laughs> okay. Well, just as much as we love bacon, and who doesn't love bacon, we love our pastors as well. Thank you, pastors, for what you do, how you tend to the flock, how you take care of them, how you shepherd them. We appreciate you so much. So we want to say it all the time, but especially during pastor appreciation, thank you for what you do. Yeah. Also, by the way, if your church is showing you this video, it means they signed you up to get this for a free year of bacon bits. All you can eat for a year. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you go to the grocery store, you can buy two different kinds of bacon bits. You can buy imitation flavor, bacon flavored bits, or you can buy real bacon bits, actual real bacon. So I think that's appropriate because I think our pastors, as Pastor John was talking, our pastors are the real deal, right? They're not imitations. All right. I'm going to need the guys to come up here, meaning my uh, the other board members. I, By the way, I'm Evan, as Pastor John mentioned, so I'm on the board as well as Josh and Josh. And 
I just uh, had a couple quick reminders, and we'll call the pastors up, but hang on just a second. I want to make sure that we remind everybody, if you're still interested in giving an offering for the pastors, we're going to be accepting offerings, of course, through the month. There is um, some envelopes out in back. If you'd like to put something in there, you can either drop it in an offering if that's done already today, but uh, there is that uh, little drop box in the back by the office you can put it in. Um, Otherwise, I also want to put out one more Bible verse here, Jeremiah 3.15, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will guide you with knowledge and understanding. And I think that's appropriate for our pastors. All right, well, Pastor Mark and Suzanne, why don't you come on up? You guys can just stand up front here. You don't have to stand up on the podium because there's not enough room, and then of course, Pastor, Pastor Mitch, and I know Amy's not here, and then of course, uh, and, and of course, Pastor Paul and Christine. Now, I do actually have something for Pastor Mitch. I have some real bacon bits. Perfect. <laughs> Finances are fun. But I do have some for you too, oh, look at and I have one for you too. And I realized, as I, as I was thinking about the bacon bits, I should have had two more bottles, didn't I? I should have had one for Pastor John and for Pastor Benjamin. All right. So I'm going to have uh, Josh here pray for us. Pray for Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, this opportunity we, that we could gather together and we could honor our pastors. God, you have blessed us so abundantly with these leaders that you have brought to us, and we know it isn't by accident that they're here. Jesus, we pray that you would continue to bless each one of them, bless their families, and as Moses anointed the priests, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would anoint each one of these people up here that we are honoring today, that they would continue to lead and guide our church into the future, into all that you have for us, that your will would be done that we would continue to reach Port Washington, Wisconsin, the United States, and the world. And Jesus, now bless our time together of fellowship. Help us have an enjoyable time. And may you be blessed in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. And then hang on just a second. I'm going to give the microphone over to Tracy. Which might mean something. <laughs> um, as the ladies bring forth a couple of gifts for our pastors, we just want to give you a few, um, point out a few things. As you came in, hopefully you received a flyer getting to know our pastors. We realize that there are many of us who have been here a long time and know our pastors pretty well, but we have a lot of new people that um, may not know our pastoral stuff. And so we wanted to share a little bit about their um, ministry journey. And even us who have been here for a while learned a few tidbits. I personally um, am really thankful that God called Pastor Mark to pastoring and not to the medical field. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if uh, dyslexia and, <laughs> and rabbit trails <laughs> would work well with that. <laughs> So please be sure to grab one of these if you don't have one already. And then we also have a little flyer that has been out, um, some of our pastor's favorites. While we celebrate pastor appreciation during this month, 
we want to appreciate our pastures all year. So this is something simple for you to put on your refrigerator, put in a place where you'll see it, that there's simple ways for you to show um, gestures of appreciation, but also to pray for them, just as a reminder, to pray for their families, for their ministry. Um, so please take that with you as well. And finally, well, not finally, third point, <laughs> not eight. <laughs> um, thank you cards. Um, we all know the power of the written word. Too many times it's used to criticize and tear down. So we want to turn that around. We have cards for you to build up and encourage our pastors. So please take it. If you don't fill it out now, take it with you. Fill it out at some point um, and just pass that in. We have a basket um, in the connection area to collect them. Um, or you can drop it in the offering um, anytime. And the offerings um, should go in the offering plate or I think we still have the box somewhere in the back or um, for that to be put, put in. And finally, um, we would love to, for you to stick around. We invite you to join us for a small reception in the cafe. We have donuts, bagels, juice, and coffee. And we also have a slideshow that I think you will enjoy. Some pictures of our pastors and their families through their years of ministry. So please join us. And I think I'm going to turn it to Pastor Mark for blessing and dismissal. All right. Well, let him take a picture. <laughs> All right. Wow. Thank you, Pastor John, for being with us. Thank you guys for being our awesome. And we have one of our deacons that's not here today for being an awesome team. You know, you think of us as a team, but it's not just us. It's us and the deacons and everybody who serves in the church. And we're so fortunate. That's, I think I said earlier, we are so fortunate, every one of you and us, to be part of something that is healthy, that is happy, that is growing, that is filled with love and the grace of God, that's free of conflict. This is just a little piece of heaven. Um, Dallas Willard says every church is a local outpost of heaven. And that's what we are. We're an outpost of heaven. And so soak it in because out there it's not the same. And here we're an outpost of heaven. So thank you for such love that you've poured out to us. Let's just thank the Lord. Father, thank you so much for loving us so well. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that, that you do call people in the ministry and that, that this team up here are people that we've heard your voice and said, okay, we'll do it. And Lord, in that, you have guided and directed and filled us and this church with your presence. And that, Lord, as we together as a body follow you, Lord, you are doing amazing things through us. And we pray that, Lord, you would continue to give us ears to hear and hearts that are open to whatever you want as we go forward as your church. So we love you, Lord. Let your goodness and your grace just rest upon us today. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. So um, out in the cafe, I guess, is some, is some stuff. Let's go hang out, drink some coffee, eat some food. And I want to see the video because I haven't seen it. So God bless you all. <laughs>